You gotta take a shit. <laughs> Yo, what's up, Mikey? I gotta take a shit, bro. I'm alright, I'll keep the hot things. Alright, we're on the road with the, uh, we're on the road with the Growing Up Not Growing Old podcast. Today's, I mean, t- I mean, this week's guest is, uh, Yvonne. Who has to take a shit? Yo, what's up, kid? And we're, I haven't spoken or I haven't seen or spoken to you in five years. It's been a while. I, I get you on a podcast, and um, I don't know. Maybe you were influenced by the shit cast, but you gotta take a shit two seconds before recording. Two seconds before <laughs> recording, it just it hit me. My stomach got all heavy. It's like lead, but uh, that, I'm all right. I can hold it. So, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm, we we had a little drink at Applebee's before we started recording, so I was just kind of uh, uh, there's a little hyperbole when I say you gotta take a shit. We just met, but when you told me that I clogged your toilet, I was listening to the last podcast and I realized that uh, it is true that wherever you go, you clog a toilet. You know, not to backtrack, but um, but um, but, um <laughs> I just, I just, I, every time I say that, maybe fucking call me out on it. I will. But, uh, but, um, it's like, I'm but, like, uh, it's like fucking, it's like a fucking, damn it, I'm like at a loss of words today. Holy shit. Your speech is a little slurred. Yeah, I, I, I've been drinking. Yeah, right it. there? Yeah. So nah, I remember man. the one time you, uh, you were at my house and you used the bathroom and you came out, hey, Vaughn, do you have a plunger? I'm like, I don't sound you? like that. In my head, you do. <laughs> you ever notice how you sound, you sound a certain way? People say I sound like Tony Soprano. I don't hear it. Like, oh, you sound like you're mad Italian from Brooklyn. Well, I mean, that's how I speak. I don't hear it. Other people hear it. Tony Soprano's more nasally. Yeah, he's like, hey, you know. Yeah. yeah. But whatever. Anyway, you came out. You wanted to borrow the friggin' plunger. Borrow? Yeah, well, I guess you had to use it at that moment. And, uh... You have a little habit of uh, clogging toilets. You use a lot of paper, kid. I don't know if I would call it a habit. It's more like an addiction, I would think, because it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. Your shit. I, I, I listen. This isn't the shit case. It's more like a ritual. <laughs> it is a ritual. It's like, it is definitely is a ritual. But this isn't the shit case. We did the shit case last week. All right, let's leave it where this it is. is a whole. This is a whole new show because um, we have a quick history on us. We didn't grow up together. Um, we didn't really do any dirt together. Like me and Jay, we did dirt growing up. But we, I got a job at Symbol Tech out on Long Island. They're the company who invented barcodes. Yeah. Uh, forklift operator, order picker, uh, packer. This is this is what they did out there. Now the place was big. It's a big place. Huge place. Been a lot of people there. Most notably. Girls from every Latino country. It's Colombia, Cuba, fucking El Salvador. I know there's more than two. <laughs> fucking El Salvador. Everywhere. Yeah. Most notably Colombia. Those Colombian girls are fucking hot. I remember. They used to come in uh, like it was a fashion show. And a lot yeah. of times they tried to uh, they tried to trump each other with yeah. the way they looked, you know? They didn't get dressed for us. No, they did it. It was like a competition between them. Let's see how hot I'm going to come in and see who's going to try and trump me that day. Oh, they were hot. 
Remember? Oh my God, Vicky! I was Vicky Paula. Remember Candy? Yeah, Candy. I took Candy on a date, bro. I remember. You remember that? You know how I remember? Wow. Because you told me when you guys were in the theater, she crossed her legs away from you. Yes. And I was like, yo, that's a fucking bad sign. That's the cause... sign. That's the dating sign. When when you were the girl and, and she's... <laughs> and she's... <laughs> there you go. You see? Pretty soon we're going to need to uh, buy like a six pack of freaking toilet paper for this kid. Me? You got to take this shit, not me. Mine went away. I'm good. I'm good right now. It didn't drop? It didn't drop. It didn't drop into the chamber? No, it's in reserve spot. It's in a reserve spot. Anyway. Well, okay, so Candy, she wasn't Colombian though, was she? No, she was, um, I want to say she was uh, El Salvadorian. El Salvadorian. I think she was from there. Yeah, but those girls were fucking hot. Well, but anyway. Something like that. Anyway, um, so I was working, and, and at Symbol, you can wear anything you want. There was no real fucking dress code. Did you, you have to wear boots there or anything like I think that? you had to wear boots. After a while, you had to wear boots. And they would give you money to buy boots. Cause I yeah, I we got allowance. We had shirts with our names embroidered on them and everything. In the beginning, you can wear anything you wanted. Eventually, I bought a pair of Doc, steel-toed Doc Martens. Nice. Remember when the hole opened in the front? Yes. And it had the silver toe sticking out? I remember that. Yeah. Those were hot, bro. So I'm at this place, and I got my first day was the day after Columbine. Really? Yeah. Cause not only that, but the person who trained me. <sighs> nice. You got the red light jumping just then. Yeah. The person who trained nachos. me lived in my neighborhood, and I knew her family. I knew her cousin. And no her, way. Yeah, her name was Jen. I don't want to say her last name, Jen something, but it was the day after Columbine. I was remember. Was Jen that. there when I worked there? I don't know. I don't remember no Jen. You were there before me. No. You were there before me. I was me. there before you. Yeah. So we can wear anything we wanted and I would wear my concert shirts. You know. I remember uh, that. Gnostic Front, fucking Sick of It All, mostly hardcore shit. Uh, Gorilla Biscuits. After a while, there's girls who, who started calling me Biscuit. Because <laughs> they didn't know what the fuck it was. They didn't know who Gorilla Biscuits was. I didn't know who Gorilla Biscuits were either. So, but I... I uh, Good. You tell me your recollection of how we met, and then I'll tell you what I remember about you and how we met. All right, so I'm I'm in the warehouse walking, right? Lakeland I'm, Avenue, right? On Lakeland Avenue, yeah. Long Island, New York. So I'm walking down the warehouse, and and, and I'm wearing a bold shirt. Bold is a, a straight edge New York hardcore band. The front of the shirt said Bold. The back of it had the guy singing with the finger out, Mike's right. face, and it said Revelation Records on the bottom. So I, I hear, yo, you know Revelation Records? <coughs> it was you. It right? was me? It was you. See, I don't remember that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man, I know Revelation Records. You you were like, yeah, it's a hardcore label. I was like, yeah, you're at the hardcore? Yeah, I'm at the punk hardcore. Yeah. That's when we met. I don't remember the bold and what's Revelation your, Records. What's your story? But I remember right after that. When you were like, yeah, I listen to hardcore bands. I was like, yeah, I listen to punk and I like hardcore bands too. But what was the interaction? The interaction was, uh, you were on an order pick. I remember you were driving. I came up to you and I asked you. I was like, yo, you like these bands? Because I was wearing the bold shirt? Yes. Or? Okay. The interaction right. was because okay. I would see you every day. And I there's two shirts I distinctively remember you wearing. I remember you wearing the Gorilla Biscuits shirt. I knew they were a hardcore band. I never listened to them ever, but I knew of them. And you used to wear a Sick of It All shirt with the dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
I knew Sick of It All. I listened to Sick of It All. I saw them. Mm. I went to shows before I even like moved out here for a little, uh, you know, introduction to where I'm from. Yeah. I grew up in Brooklyn. I was born in Venezuela. Came here, came here when I was four. I'm sorry. Uh, I, 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 I'm sorry. So, start again. Where were you born? I was born in Venezuela. My parents are both from Sicily. Where's Venezuela now? Central America? Venezuela is in South America. Okay. It's okay. right it's right above um Brazil. This Colombia. It's 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 the top top country in that South American okay. region. So my parents went there for work and then my mother decided she wanted to come to New York. She had relatives here in Brooklyn. So she moved here. With me and my sister, and we lived in Brooklyn until I was about 20, 21 years old. See, now I thought, I thought you were born in Sicily. No, I thought this is what I thought all these years. You were born in Sicily. Right. Your father left your mother, moved to Venezuela, and met a Venezuelan housekeeper, and then they hooked up, and that's how you learned to speak Spanish. That's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> but it's totally untrue. No. <laughs> No, my parents, both from Sicily, moved to Venezuela, lived there for about eight years. My father and my mother did separate. He actually met a Mexican woman in Mexico and got married with her and had kids with her. My mother was in Venezuela with just us, and she moved to New York. How did you learn to speak Spanish? I learned to speak Spanish because my mother used to speak Spanish. They used to watch the telenovelas, and I worked with a lot of Spanish people, and my father then... In turn, followed us years later and lived in Brooklyn. And he was the weekend dad. He was married to a Mexican woman. So in his household, we spoke Spanish. And, and you already knew how to speak Italian, and they're not that, that, that different. They're not that different. And, you know, my family, all being from Italy, they all speak Italian. Off the boat, everybody's got the accents, this and that. Mm. So it was just something that, you know, we came up, you know, when we were uh, growing up, we learned how to uh, speak you know, Italian in the house. So I spoke Spanish and Italian because of that, you know. So we moved out here to the island when I was around, I don't know, 20, 21 years old. But you were in Bensonhurst first. I was in Bensonhurst first. I I, I went to school in Bensonhurst. I grew up in Bensonhurst. Like, what age did you get there? I got there when I was four. Four. I was four years old for Venezuela. And how? when did you leave? I left Bensonhurst when I was 20, maybe 21 years old. Oh, so you got a good fucking 18 years or yeah, so in there. Yeah, I grew up in Brooklyn. My upbringing was all in Brooklyn. Everything. Now, I'm, I'm going to have a podcast with my brother. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna do three podcasts with my brother. Yeah. One about me and him just shooting the shit. Okay. One with me, him, and his friend about all about hardcore. And one about growing up in Brooklyn. Because I feel like I got robbed. Because I was born in Brooklyn, but my, my parents split up when I was like five. Oh. And my brother always tells me how great it was growing up in Brooklyn. Is that true? Brooklyn, it is true. Brooklyn is... <laughs> I say that with conviction because it's not like that anymore. I'm actually interviewing you right now. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's an interview. <laughs> with the I, fucking light on. Yeah, with the light on and everything, right? And, uh... No, Brooklyn was just a great place to be. It was really like like when you look at the old movies, people, you know, yeah. hanging out on the stoops, walking on the street. You take a walk around the block, go to the candy store, you know. Stoop ball. Stoop ball, stick ball. We used to stick play ball. football in the street. We used to play... Uh, touch tackle. Touch tackle. <laughs> we used to play... Um, <laughs> wiffle ball was a big one. Oh, block parties? Yeah, Hell yeah. Block parties. And 
Brooklyn was just a great place to be when I was growing up in the eighties. Then when I moved out here in the mid nineties, it was. Wait, I'm uh, sorry. I don't. I don't mean to. Uh, all right, go ahead. You know, I'll touch on that after. Go ahead. All right. Growing up in Brooklyn was was great. And when I moved out here in the mid-90s, I was, like, lost. I went from, you could go around the corner and get whatever you want, public transportation, bicycles, to, like, everything's a parking lot. Which was great, because you don't have to learn how to fucking parallel park out here on the island. You could just drive wherever. Yeah, you could just put it anywhere you want. Well, luckily for me, I was lucky that, you know, I I got a car. And uh, when I moved out here, I had just first, I, I, I got my license at 20. 20, 21 years old. That's common like, for, right for before Brooklyn I moved people. out here. You know, I had a friend that got his license when he was 18, and we used to drive around with him. I, I didn't need one at the time, but when I found out we were moving out here, uh, I got my license, and I, I learned how to drive out here. And uh, coming out here was a little uh, depressing at first, but, you know, started making friends and stuff, cousins, this and that, started going to work. It's a bit of a disadvantage to learn how to... Being from Brooklyn, it's a disadvantage to learn how to drive in Long Island first. Yeah. Because if you learn how to drive in Brooklyn first, you got all those one-way streets. You're a champ. And you got a parallel park on the right side and the left side. Yeah. You got fucking the street sweepers that come. You got a fucking... You know what I'm saying? So that was a bit of a disadvantage. But uh, I was learning how to drive in Brooklyn, so I learned, like, like driver's ed and all that shit. My sister had a car, so she would take me driving every night. So now when I go to the city, well, they call it the city. When I moved out here, the city, in Brooklyn, when you say the city, it means Manhattan. It's the city, city. Over here, when you say the city, it means, like, the boroughs. Manhattan That's how you know else. if someone's from the boroughs right. or from Long Island. Exactly. Because if they say the city... Yeah. I'm just going to Brooklyn. That's not the city. The city's the city. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, it was just... Uh, it just You got to learn how to drive. If you don't know how to drive in those streets, you're dead. And now, like, because I had a little bit of that practice, and now I, I work in, the, you know, I work in the Bronx and, and, and in Brooklyn and this and that, it's... Uh, I don't have a hard time driving because I just do the yeah. maniac driving like everybody else. You have to. You either get in it or or, or, or or you're dead. So now how long have you been on Long Island ever since? I've been on Long Island since, I would say, 1999. So what are we talking? Uh, what's 15 that? years? Yeah, almost 15 years I'm out here. And you know what? I got to say, I love the way I grew up in Brooklyn, but I, I, I embraced Long Island and I, I love living on the island. I, I made a lot of friends, a lot of great memories. Um, it's just a great place to be. Now, when you approached me at Symbol about the Revelation record shirt, that's how I remember it. You, uh, we ended up talking about music. You went to punk rock, uh, you know, Rancid and the Ramones, and, and I was more into Sick of It All, Gorilla yeah. Biscuits, like we said. Now, growing up in Brooklyn, not growing up, but spending how many years? Four to 18, whatever, it was 18 years. Yeah. Growing up, how the fuck are you not a Guido dick, asshole Cougine? All right. For those who don't know, a Cougine is a Guido. Cougine. But Cougine is like the Brooklyn. Hey, yo. How you doing? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Cougine you know? is, a, is a Guido. They wear their chains and they walk down 18th Avenue. 18th Avenue. Right, with the snake and they got the freaking uh, Santa Rosalia. Uh, and the fucking horn, guy with the horns. The guy the with the horns. With they, the, uh, they have all the little feasts and stuff so like that. So how did you not end up being a Cougine? Or did you? No, when I was younger, I was, you know, I was influenced by that because everybody was into that. But you know what? In Brooklyn, you either a cuisine or you realized how stupid it was being a cuisine. 
and how like corny it kind of was. And like I kind of started getting into rock. A lot, a lot of, a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, my next door neighbor, this younger kid, uh, actually my cousin's married to his sister, this kid Justin. He was into grunge, really like. And a guy across the street from me was into metal, like Kiss, and and he was into like Metallica, Anthrax. So I started like I really started getting into the whole metal rock thing, you know, and. Uh, I discovered Nirvana, and I, I loved Nirvana. I was like, this is great, you know? And then what happened was the whole, like, second generation of punk, they call it the second generation, like Green Day, Offspring, Rancid, all those bands started coming on board, and I, I, I got hooked on that sound. That was with, um, like, popularity, like, everyone. Like, it was available for everybody. It was MTV, you know what I mean? MTV, right, right. And I got to tell you, when I heard that first, when I heard Longview... yeah. I, I I still love that song. Yeah, Longview is a badass song. You know what? That 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 first album, Duke. Now it's not their first album. It's their first like main, main Street album. Dookie like just changed my life. It just I was like, this is the kind of music I was always in my head searching for something, and that metal hit me, and I was like, wow, this is great. You know, listening to the Beastie Boys, and they had that little rock edge to it, mm. and I was like, wait, I know there's metal bands out there, and I used to watch the Headbangers Ball. So I got into like Metallica and Megadeth and Guns N' Roses, you know, and then I was like, I this is before the Green Day, before Green Day. This is before, you know, before even Nirvana. Like, you know, I was into like some of those like rock bands, metal bands. And I was just, I I know there's some cool music out there. Now, growing up, I knew of nice one. (laughs) (laughs) I leaned away from you to fucking blast that fuck. Thank you. I I know I'm going to get a whiff of it later, but you know, I mean like, (laughs) it's the cost of it. Dude, if you get a whiff of that fart, is that going to fucking get the fucking, is that going to make you want to shit? Like your body's like, yo. I think it's going to make me want to fucking vomit. (laughs) (laughs) No, all the windows are rolled up. (laughs) Yeah, the windows are rolled up. It's getting all foggy and hot over here. (laughs) So, uh, no, what happened was uh, with the with the rock music. I just I was looking for something fast. I was like, I know there's some cool music out there. I'm like, and you know, I used to hear like you know, punk music here and there. And I'm like, what is that? That sounds really fucking cool. I mm. like I like how fast it is, how aggressive it is. Yeah. I really want to get into it. It sounds really good. And you can listen to a punk rock song you never heard before, and just you just know it's aggressive. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, all these songs, they're ballads and five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes, even with the metal song. Too much. And I was just like, you know what? I just want to get to the point. Give me a two, three minute song and I'm good. Growing up, I was aware of, like, the Ramones and the Clash and the Sex Pistols. And I like that punk, but I was like, I know there's other stuff out there. So Green Day, like, paved the way for me. I, I, I discovered, like, Rancid and, mm-hmm. and the Bouncing Souls. Yeah. Uh, then when I discovered... uh. Bad Religion, I was hooked. I was like, this is great. Bad Religion, no effects. I'm like, there's better bands than this. I'm yeah. like, there's got to be stuff out there that I really want. I'm telling you, I went out and and I bought, then we had cassette tapes. I bought the Mitre Threat cassette. Big. That's yeah. huge. That's that's a big one. You know? The one with the sheep on it? Yeah. It was, that a, one. It was um, uh, Out of Step. Out of Step. Just It was just the Out of Step album. Then I found out there was... The songs they did before Out of Step that were faster. I was like, wow. Now, was that the complete discography? I bought the complete discography because they had like seven inches, you know, that always had like five or six songs on it. They put everything all together. That's a game changer. Yeah, that, that changed my life. I was like, wow, Minor Threat. This I, I was 16 years old. I heard Minor Threat. I was like, wow. And then I learned 
And I was just, I was, I, I learned, this, this is my thing to say that when you finish your sentence, I'm going to jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, when I discovered Minor Threat, I was like, I, I noticed, I noticed, what is this music? So I, I looked into it and, you know, you didn't have no internet where you could just look stuff up, Google stuff, this and that. So, you know, I would grab magazines, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, start reading up on stuff. And, and I noticed like, you know, the bands I liked were listening to those bands when they were young. So I was like, I want to go back and hear what they were listening to and what influenced them. And in turn, I started getting influenced. And then I remember I bought um, I bought a Sick of It All CD. And uh, that was, um, what came out in 94? Built to Last? 94, I don't know, that's a tough one. It, it, it might have been Scratch the Surface. Scratch the Surface, that was it. Yeah. Scratch the Surface. I heard that, and then I went to a couple of concerts. I, I went to a couple of concerts. I went to a couple of shows. Yeah. You know, now they're concerts. Yeah. I went to a couple of shows and 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 I saw a couple of hardcore bands and I was just like sick of it all, agnostic front. Like I started getting into all that all, all the hardcore stuff. So minor threat. My question was going to be, which you actually answered, was how did you know minor threat was hardcore? But you said you kind of you got looked into it a little bit. Yeah, I, and I, that set you on the path to see sick of all agnostic front, and that minor threat was your fucking your, your transitional album from. Punk to hardcore, really. Yes, that's how I that's how I discovered hardcore. I gotta say, I gotta give credit to Minor Threat, and then right after that, I bought Scratch the Surface, and it was uh, sick of it all. And then I bought Agnostic Front. Uh, I, I think Right Right Upstart came out. Um, there was an album before Right Right Upstart. Right, it was Something's Gotta Give. Something's Gotta Give, and then Right Right Upstart. Right Right Upstart is one of the best albums ever. Oh come that on, that fucking man. thing is ridiculous. It, it's so fucking strong. Is that the one with the Giuliani song? Yeah. Yeah. It's the first song on the And album. you know what made me also buy that album? You know who produced that album? Lars. Lars Fredrickson. Yeah. From Rancid. Did a good fucking job, too. Yeah, man. He did that. And so I, I discovered these hardcore bands, and then when I saw you at Cymbal, and you were rocking all these, I was like, I got to talk to this kid. I kind of felt stupid, because Mark has, a uh, Mark, Mike has that fucking, uh, that hard look. If you don't know, <laughs> if you don't know Mike, and you see him across the room, you think he's a dick? Like, <laughs> who's this? Who's this fucking dick? Like, 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 I don't even want to approach him because he's gonna be like, "What the fuck do you want?" I was born with this mug. You got, you got that mean face. But then I asked you, and you were like, "Yeah, you know." Yeah. You know, that's how you sound like in my head. <laughs> I don't sound like that. <laughs> no, you know. You make me sound like a fucking a lonely donkey. I'm sorry. No, no you're like, no, like no, yeah, no. you know, I listen to these bands, I do this, I do that, and, and, and we just clicked right off, you know, we started you talking know about bands. When you have that bond, yeah. even though I was primarily hardcore, you were primarily punk, we still had that bond, which is, it's instant. Once you have that bond with somebody, as long as that person's not an asshole, you can pretty much hang out with them. I mean, it's, yeah, I agree, it's, bro. I if mean, I, if I see someone in the mall with a Gnostic front shirt, I'm wearing a sick roll shirt. We look at each other and almost give a nod. Yeah, it's and, like, and it's we just keep like going. Respect, you know. It's a community. It's like a family. Yeah, it's like that. It's that mutual like understanding. Yeah. Like we we know. We know. know. We're we you know. That's that's what it is. We're different. We're we're set. And that's the thing. Growing up, I I didn't like following the flock, the sheep. I always wanted to be unique. I always wanted to be different. Yeah. And uh, it, it was just like, when I started listening to that music, I was just like, there's only certain people listen to this. And they're the people that really know what the fuck music is. Mm. And not just like bullshit that was on TV. Don't get me wrong. I like all types of rock music, you know. Sure, I, I've grown up. I've yeah. evolved. But 
like when I go back to it, to me, it's like it's a no-brainer. Like punk is in it's it's in my veins. It's it's I wake up listening to punk. I go to sleep. It's it's in me. It's yeah. what I like: punk, hardcore, all that. And now looking at looking twenty years later. I'm still in. Even the other it's day, great. I was like, I can't believe I'm still listening to punk rock. It's great. You know? Well, because you know the 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 the, uh, the the basis of punk and hardcore really is youth, and because you're young and, and your basis from what band? <laughs> <laughs> the basis of punk, but you know, it's mostly you know it's it's a youth movement. It's youth culture, yeah. but you know what? It's really not because once you're in there, you realize that it's not. Music. It's not a genre. It's 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 a way of life, man. It's how you live your life. Like I live my life hardcore. You know what I'm saying? Not because I'm for people who don't really are not familiar with the music. It's not because I'm a tough guy, like what you said, with the hard look and yeah. and don't talk. It's just that I work hard for my money and I make my money on my own with no help from nobody. And you know, it, it, you know, it's not a it's no dress code. Like I'm wearing Doc Martens right now. Yeah. Like, Doc Martens was like the outfit back in the 80s for the skinheads, but I'm not wearing them because it's part of the outfit. It's just a comfortable boot. Yeah, no, I mean, you don't have, you can dress the way you want to dress. I mean, obviously, a, a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the fashion comes from, I guess, like, skateboarders and stuff like that. That's why you see people wearing, you know, uh, Vans and Chuck Taylors and, yeah. and, 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 you know, you got the skinheads. They, yeah. they were working, the working class, so they wore boots to work, so they wore Doc Martens. They had so, to. They had to so, wear, they, the skinheads had to wear steel toe yeah. to work. Yep. And they shaved the head because, you know, a lot of the skinheads, they were fighters. Yeah. And if you shaved your head back in the, the 70s where people had long hair, if you shaved your head, you, it couldn't be used against you in a fight. Right. It's almost like military, like the way they make you shave your head because, you know, they don't want the enemy to grab you by your hair or whatever and slit your throat. And eventually... <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> You've never heard of that? Um, I, I guess you, you would have to get your helmet off first, though, right? Yeah, but they get your helmet off and you got, like, this fucking waffing fucking head. They're going to grab it and they can slit your fucking throat. Makes a lot so of sense. me, I, I, I knew that the, the military shaves your head because, I guess... Plus his uniform. Right. It's a uniform I, look. That was what I was just going to say. The uniform look. They want everybody to have the same. Like, who the hell is this guy with a fucking M16 with a fucking dreads? Yeah. You know? <laughs> who the fuck wants to see that? You know, with a Bob Molly with a fucking gun? Dude, who's this asshole with a mullet? Yeah. But it wasn't called a mullet back then. What was you it know, called? Back, it was called nothing. Party in the front? It was, no, 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 no party in the front. Uh, it was uh, no business, business in the front. In the front. Party in the back. I had a mullet when I was a kid, but it wasn't a mullet. It was just long hair. I don't know. After a while, it just turned into a mullet. Somewhere down You had there. a mullet. I saw a mullet picture of you. You had like Metallica shirt on Bad or something religion. like that? Bad Religion shirt on? Yeah. Yeah, you showed me that picture. Bad Religion was a, a band I got into by accident. Now, you, you, you've been into you've been into this far longer than I have. Well, what happened was I was always into metal. My brother got me into metal. I had my first cassette was Master of Puppets. Nice. So I listened to Metallica, Slayer, Celtic Frost, Venom were my first bands, and in the and my brother we lived together in the same room. We sh you know we did uh, we shared the room, different beds, and an apartment in West Babylon, Long Island. So when he listened to something, I had to listen to it. Yeah, and he had all these fucking cassettes. That's some good influence right there. And um, so I got my influence from him. Yeah. But my father would always listen to Black Sabbath and Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and Billy Joel. So I always had some kind of music going on. Yeah. So what happened was my introduction to hardcore and punk was in sixth grade. Yeah. 
I was wearing some kind of shirt, probably. Oh, I had a Venom patch, right? And this guy was like, "You have a jeans jacket?" Yeah, it was a leather jacket with a jean vest over it. Oh, you had you had the sleeves list, right? Yeah, yeah. I have one home right now, and the- <laughs> it don't fit. I'm so fat, and- it don't fit. And uh, well, that's your goal. You want it? It's your goal. Let fit that. That's your goal. Lose weight to fit into that. Yeah. What patch should I put on the back? There's no patch. With the has sleeves in front, you'll be able to hear it all. No, 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 no yeah, sleeves. I cut the sleeves off myself. Oh, okay. What I was talking about, I had the leather jacket. Yeah. With the sleeveless denim over it. Oh, that with was the, with the patch. All on right, it. That, that was cool. Right. So uh, this guy was like, "Yo, uh, you have any circle jerks?" I was like, "No." I didn't in my head. I was like, "No, my brother does though." Yeah, he was like, "You know, if you bring in the circle jerks, I'll trade you something." So, sorry, Anthony. I know you listen to the podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> I traded your brother's dude. Fucking... I <sighs> I went into your cassette collection, stole your circle jerks cassette. You were jerk off. Which one? Wonderful. Which dude, you you were the reason why I bought that CD. It's bad <laughs> because it is pretty bad, you know. But it's funny. It, it's a great fucking. I mean, it's a it's a great album to listen to. When I listen to it, I I, I hear that song Snake. <laughs> Wait, what and song I is that? I instantly think of you. What song is that? That that one at the end where it's the kids uh when when it's the kids singing in the background. Oh my god, that album stinks. It's so bad. It's funny though. Snake gets his heart broken or something like that. Oh, what a dick. What yeah. a primo. But <laughs> what a primo. <laughs> but listen, so I went to my brother's collection. And um, I stole Circle Jerks, wonderful, the cassette. And I brought it into school, and the dude's name was Danny. And he gave me New York Hardcore, Where the Wild Things Are, compilation. Oh, that's a good trade right there. Which, it had outbursts. Fuck, wonderful, that was great. That was wonderful. Fucking, it was a wonderful thing. Life's blood, (laughs) shit, terror, maximum penalty, no one beats the showerheads, killing time. It was fucking... It changed my life. Oh, putting that cassette in the thing and reading the lyrics instantly connected, related, and I never went back to listening to metal ever again. I never stopped listening to Slayer. Oh, you got me into Slayer hardcore. I mean, like, I just knew Rain and Blood, but, like, you started, like... I still, to this day, I listen to Slayer because of you. You introduced me to Slayer. You made Slayer. me a whole bunch of comp CDs. You got me into you got me into bands I never listened to. Let me tell you something. I'll On tell you a, a good connection we have. What's that? Right, what do you have? I'll tell you what I got. Okay, well, you introduced me to punk. Like, uh, I tried. I don't know if you remembered. You gave me all of the Bouncing Soul CDs. I did. And I didn't like it. I liked East Coast Fuck You song. Yeah, Fast Of. And I liked... Shark Attack? There was another song I liked. I don't remember the name of it. But then you gave me all the Screeching Weasel shit. And uh, I just thought... I kind of got into them a little bit. Screeching Weasel? And you gave me Rancid. And I I couldn't get into none of it. Because I was so hardcore. It was... Yeah. I saw Rancid live. At Black and Blue last year. Oh, you did? Dude. It was fucking awesome. They're Dude, good, they right? fucking killed it. Yeah. Right? So now I go back and listen to that Rancid shit you gave me, and I love it. Now I like Rancid, like even the old shit. Yeah. Um, I still can't really get into the Bouncing Souls too much, but I'm starting to get into Screeching Weasel shit you gave me, especially yeah. that cover album is great. Yes. And um, you know Last Call Brawl? Yeah, I know Last Call Brawl. They're kind of a Bouncy Souls kind <clears throat> of yes, sound. Yes, yes. So, yeah, so I think um, you definitely got me into fucking... Indirectly, rancid. I was trying to like you. You were giving me hardcore, so I was trying to give you punk. 
so we had a little more to relate. But the biggest connection we had, and you could agree with this. I'm gonna guess. Can I guess? Go ahead. GBH. But no, you really got me into GBH. But that definitely is. Okay. I mean, nothing beats Slut. That's a great <laughs> fucking song, <laughs> bro. Come on, Slut is a great oh, song. Great. That whole album is good. That fucking oh my god. Remember we saw them live with Circle Jerks? Now we, I'll never forget that. We were a little late. We didn't miss any of their songs, but yeah. as we're walking into um Roseland, Irving Plaza, what was it? That was Irving Plaza. As we're walking into Irving Plaza, you heard the tick of time bomb. Yeah. That's right. Oh, it was great. And that was the first song they played. Oh my god, GBH. I I you know what? In turn I, I still haven't explained I haven't even told I haven't said it on the podcast yet, but I started listening to punk. I picked up guitar, started playing guitar, and that's what turned me into a guitarist. Was playing, uh, listening to punk rock music, mm-hmm. and uh, I still have my first guitar that I bought when I was seventeen, and it still has stickers on it. And one of the stickers that is still on there is a GBH sticker. Nice. I got a Rancid sticker on there, a GBH sticker. Now what is is it charge GBH? Was you know it, what, what is that? They they dropped the charge. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I don't know. It was just something they it, they were charged GBH and then they dropped the charge part. Now they're just GBH. Yeah, it's um, very awkward. They're they're on tour right now. I mean they they still they never stopped really. No, they never stopped. They're still doing it. I gotta um, tell you, I don't like that fucking City Baby Two album. <laughs> City Baby Two, I bought it and I was disappointed. I thought I was gonna get like you know, the first album. Yeah, but it wasn't. But uh, I'll never forget that album. That album, I listened to it. How great is it when they're like... The blast beat. The, oh, that double great. blast beat. That, that I could tell you, fucking Paul Howe. And you know Paul. Paulie fucking loves the blast beat. He loves bands like that. And uh, that... that the jumpy, I call it the jumpy. The, you call it the jumpy? It's like, actually called the blast beat. It's a jumpy that's, fucking that's beat. That's the name yeah. for that. No one bass in the shower heads is a lot of that. They shit. do the blast beat, and the bla- the blast beat is great. A lot of bands. Don't I thought do the that. blast beat was like SOD. Yeah, it's that. It's, it's that fast. It's that that fastness is a blast beat. You know, you you just constantly just fast, 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 fast. But uh, I just got one band that I gotta say and. Everybody probably that listen, the most people that listen to this podcast will know it. Kill your idols, bro. Yes, yes. That is one pride that we have here on Long Island. Is a band from West Babylon. You told me many stories about behind the scenes stuff. Where oh, yeah. I knew this guy he used to drive by in his car. Yeah, this Gary with the Woody. Gary, he had the Woody. He had the Woody, and Gary's a great guy. And uh, Kill Your Idols is definitely the. Uh, how the many shows did we go? I'll tell you one good, one one cool show we went to it was me, you, and Jay, and we drove to um, the Knitting Factory. The Knitting Factory, yeah. Do you remember that? That was uh, yeah, a I remember great that. fucking show. They went on at midnight, and the show we missed every band, and we got there like two minutes before their set. It's like it's like we get there Perfect. every time. Perfect. Perfect. We miss all the bullshit. Well, we, you know what. Most of the time, you can find some good bands yeah. before the band. It's true. But I think we knew those bands, and we didn't want yeah, to see we them. Yeah, we saw that already. Yeah. But uh, they played an awesome set, and then we drove through Brooklyn. I Wait, don't know if you remember this. I don't want to interrupt you, but Go before ahead. that, I always wear boots to shows. Right. And that night, I wore sneakers. 
Do you remember I jumped off the stage and new fucking ba- New Balance? Yeah, I had my New Balance on. I remember on, you. And I fucking I think hey, I, I might, don't. I remember you. <laughs> I think I broke my toe. You did break it. You bitched about it all night. My toe. I think I broke my toe. I think I broke my toe. <laughs> I landed on and my Jay's toe. And Jay's driving. And Jay had like a fucking, a white car, was it? It was a Supra. It was, it was a, a Supra. Toyota Supra. And he was driving. Shut the fuck up, Mike. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Pass me a beer. Shut the fuck up. I was in the back because I had to stretch out the, my toe. The, 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 what was it called? You guys said in the last podcast, the drive drunk, drunk drive. Uh, we, well, we would always drive drunk. You would not, drive drunk, but not drunk drunk. And I was drink, with you guys. We would drink and drive. I did like, it too when yeah. I was with you guys. Yeah. And he drove, we drove through Brooklyn and fucking listened to Phil Collins. Remember that? Yeah. I can feel it coming <laughs> in the air. And Jay's like, I fucking love this song. I remember And that. even you, like, you know, Tough Mike, you know. Back then, we we always called you Hardcore Mike. Hardcore Mike, yeah. yeah. Fucking Hardcore Mike. He's like, you know, I like this fucking song, too. Dude, like, it's a good song. Shit. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. And do you remember where we drove? We drove to uh, we, we drove to where Jay was from, which was Benson Hurst as well. That's right. We went through like his uncle's neighborhood. I don't remember exactly where he lived. Rockaways think, and shit. Yeah, went through the Rockaways. Yeah. yeah. That was great, man. Then there was another show we went to. I don't know if it was the same show. Was it the, before we went to the show? We went to Little Italy. You remember sitting down? We had pasta. No, I don't remember that. Wow, it was the same night. I, I, it was maybe it was before the show. We went. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Jay remembers this either, but we went to Little Italy, and we fucking sat down and we ordered spaghetti. We all had fucking spaghetti <laughs> and beers. And, and that's it. We went. We went into that, you know, Mulberry Street. Sat down. We had. We had a couple of uh, plates of spaghetti, maybe some calamari, and uh, beer. And it, we bounced. I don't remember if it was the same show or not. It must. No, have been. that was the night we went on a boat. The and boat. We saw fucking sick of it all on the Circle Line. Yeah, that the, was great. All right, who else was that? Agnostic Front was with them. I don't think so. I champion. Think it was champion. Fuck you. It was champion. Yeah, all right. I remember that. Champion. Because we were into champion. We discovered champion. Champion, the fucking great band. Yeah, really and they're are. playing with fucking sick of roll on a boat. And we went on that fucking boat. That's great. And it was me, you. It was your brother and I, like two more of your brother's friends and, and, Jay. and Jay. And uh, we went on the boat. And uh, you remember who we saw walking around on the boat? Who? Oh, sad and sorry and shit. Who? Tim Armstrong. I don't remember that. From Rancid. Rancid. The, and I was like, yo, I want to go talk to him. And you were like, go, oh, go say what's up to him. He was walking around like nothing. That's what's fucking great about yeah, punk, bro. There's no There's no, there's no fucking Mick Jagger running around. Yeah. You can't go. The guy's in my face. I can go up to him and say what's up. I used to go to all the Vans Warped Tours when they used to be fucking cool. Yeah. And he used to go to the booth and meet the fucking, and meet the singer and shit like that. And uh, on the subject of Kill Your Idols, they're not idols. I respect them for right. what they do. Yeah. And... Uh, I, I would, it's a pleasure to meet these guys. Yeah. But there's no stage. There was never a stage with them. There's no fucking barricades in between. They're not up on some pedestal looking down on us, and we're not looking up to them. I remember I saw Warzone. He was in the middle of the fucking room. Yeah. That's how it was. I mean, like, you could just get on stage. How many times did we go to that website and see us in the pictures? What website was that? Hardcorewebsite.net? No, just a regular Kill Your Idols website. When you look at the pictures of certain shows. Oh, yeah. 
I seen myself in Especially like, that one out east of the church. With the fucking Ramon shirt I had on. <laughs> and the fucking camo shorts. I thought I was hardcore. Oh, that that's great. And yeah. you see a picture of me. I was doing like the windmill. My eyes were closed. I, I know was, exactly what you were wearing like, too. Jets jersey? Yeah, a Jets jersey. You had a Jets jersey Dude, on. that Wayne Corbett jersey yes. is, is infamous. That's the jersey I'm wearing at the Agnostic Front Live at CBGB's uh, DVD. Where I try to do the flip off the stage. But I just... Do you ever see the Agnostic Front Live at CBGB's? I have it. I do a flip, I jump off the stage, but I forget to flip, so I just disappear into the crowd. I think I saw that. I think you told me to look at that. I'm going to check one it voice. out tonight when I see it's, the one voice. It's one voice, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, we saw them at uh, CBGB's before CBGB shut down. Agnostic Front? Yeah. That was with Champion, too. That was with Champion, too. And exactly. I'm going to tell you something. Champion was one of the, they were fucking, they were fucking great. I got <laughs> to see them three, uh, three times on that boat. They were great live. I got to see them at CBGB's, and I got to see them uh, in Farmingdale. Remember that place that used the to be? The downtown in was awesome. Now it's a fucking beer. It's that a was a brewery. The beer downtown house. is where I fucking saw Madball. That's how I officially got into Madball because I had this shit on. I had set it off on cassette, yeah. demonstrating my style on cassette. Then I started getting CDs, and I was like, "Yeah, they're all right." You know, they're not a bad band, but then when I saw them live. That's when I got into them. Hardcore. My girl, fucking, she likes she likes punk, right? She got in. She was more like a grunge, a grunge kind of girl, but like she got into punk even hanging out with me, and I took her to go see uh, Rancid and Madball at fucking uh, at the Roseland Ballroom. Wow, when did wow that was a that's Roseland? A good show. No, 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 Irving Plaza. It was um, it was a couple years back, and uh, Mel, you know, was playing bass. Fucking Dave Muscalero. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was well, fucking. Well, yo, you used to say Dave Muscalero. And the Brigadiers. And the, no, that man. And the, uh, remember, I wanted to start a band. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was it was Zept and the Brigadiers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Fucking um, Madball killed it, and uh, the guy, the guy's wife, the bassist's wife, was having her baby, so he he had to leave the tour, and they had uh, that kid from Kill Your Idols playing bass. The little short guy. Oh, really? I don't know. You know who you know who I'm talking about. I mean, I'm sure if I saw him, I would know. But yeah, he played at the time. He's Death Cycle. He plays in Death Cycle. That same guy. He was in Kill Your Idols. He's he's probably going to be in the reunion show and all that. Um, I can't think of his name. I met him a few times. Uh, You know, I remember having a couple a couple of uh, beers with him too. Your girl was into it, or my girl said Madball was one of the fucking best bands she ever saw live. And she's been to shows? And she's been to shows, and she's not into hardcore. But she's been to grunge-typey shows. She went to grungy shows, and she, uh, I took her to, uh, I took her, I took her to Warp Tour one year, mm. and it was, uh, it was, um, Bad Religion, nice. That's a good one, that's a squeaker. That, that's a, that's a, that's a stinker in two mm. seconds. <laughs> Dude, you're fucking let she's the season around. Flogging Molly, No Effects, Bad Religion, um, Less Than Jake, like, I showed her a whole bunch of bands. There was no hardcore bands that year I went. That was the last one I went to. And she loved Bad Religion. She discovered social distortion on her own. How? And she was just, like, going to bands, and she was online, and she goes, do you ever listen to this band, Social D? And I'm like, Social D? I'm like, I grew up listening to Social D. She goes, why are you never talk- told me about this band? You're always talking about Green Day and Rancid. And I was like, yeah. that's just deeper in the realm. I just yeah. never thought you were going to get into it. Now... She on my thirtieth birthday, she brought me to go see uh, Social Distortion at um, what's that place in Wantor? 
Uh, I have no idea. There's a place in Wantua? Yeah, the, the, the fucking the pub that 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 uh, bands come through and they play. I have no idea. I can't think of the fucking place. Anyway, Rancid played there? No, 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 no. Um, oh, Social Distortion. Social Distortion played there with like two other bands that came through to Wantua, and um, yeah, that place was fucking uh, was great. It wasn't that big, but it was an, you know it was like it was like like three thousand people. It was a great show. Three like, thousand. Yeah, that's it. it that's was, a lot for Wantua. That's gotta be a theater. That's it's little. It's little for um, for social D. I mean, the kind of fucking crowd they pull. I'm I just saw, talking about capacity wise. Yeah, in Wanto. I saw I saw uh, I saw Dropkick Murphys there too, and she liked the Murphys too. They were good. They I gotta tell you, I, I never got into them. I mean, I like two songs from them, and I've only heard two of their albums. Yeah, Johnny Law is a good song, and I love Pipe Bomb Pipe Bomb on Lansdowne Street. It's yeah. a great song. I never get into the Dropkick Murphys. I can understand why people do like them. No, they're 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 like a. I mean, they're a great fucking band. I saw them at Warped Tour. I seen them. I seen them open up for a couple of people before. They're just a fucking. Great wow, band. dude, I can't pack, I can't match that. <laughs> that was the duck coming out. That's, <laughs> that's that hot shit. A fucking duck came out with nachos in his mouth. You smell it, bro. Oh, dude, roll the window down. Holy fuck! You need the window. You're gonna die. Hurry. You're in the actually, jungle, baby. I don't actually don't even smell it, dude. I hate Guns N' Roses so bad. I hate God. All right, let me make some right I like, now. I like, the, I like Slash. On this podcast right now, if there was three bands... Yeah. Let's wait for that. Okay. If there was three bands that you had to say, okay, this band... Oh, my God, I smell it. That's because you opened up the window. It made like a... Like a <laughs> you turned... <laughs> <laughs> it made like a circulation thing. <laughs> the left turn, your way. <laughs> it, went, it got sucked out. <laughs> I think I'm joking. Um, if there was three bands, country, rock, hip-hop, punk, hardcore, anything. I asked for that. If you <laughs> Stop farting, you're going to your pants. Um, you had to just be like, they're not only are they just gone, they never existed. Oh, uh, off the realm of the world? Like the fucking, the earth? Gone. The earth? Earth. The earth? <laughs> off the earth. Earth? Like, a you the, had... A, the girl? Banished. What is that? The girl? What you is used that? to say that back in the day. What does it mean? It just... What does it mean? What does that mean? It's just stupid shit we used to say back in the day. <laughs> what? I had to bring that up. I was thinking about that the other day. A, the girl? What is that? I, I don't, don't know. know. I remember saying it. I don't remember what it means. All right, I'm going to get back to that discussion. Right? I ask you, you guys used to always go buffalo... Buffalo. Was that like a that like was a big chick, eh? That was our friend Rich. Yeah. Um, he's dead now. He died of uh, I think of overdose. Oh, but sorry. To hear he that. used to be like that. Yeah, it was years ago, like a long time ago. But nah, it's all right. He died. It's all, he's dead. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but trying to be all sympathetic and shit. If there was a fat girl in school, he'd be like, Buffalo. You want to know something? I taught that to my girl. Whenever she sees a fat girl. She looks at me, she goes, Buffalo. That's great. That's awesome. His fucking legacy lives on. I, that's what I did. I brought her with it. She loves it. And whenever I say it, she knows what I'm talking about. I'll look at someone like, Buffalo, and she'll start laughing her head off. I was going to bring it up to Jay. He'll fucking love that. Yeah. But I fucking, I was, have, I was being with this chick. Jay's ex-girlfriend's friend lived around the corner from me. You be being with this chick? I be being with this. <laughs> did I say be being? No. Oh. I said that. Okay. I w- you but, said I was being. And we were all hanging out. Rich was like, oh my God, look at your back. He said to this fucking girl, the girl that I was going to bang soon. 
He was like, look at your back. If I saw you walking down the street, I'd be like, Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> and then... That's, I like that I know the story now. That, it's yeah, more, yeah, that's kind of... I don't know if that's where it started, but that's where it started with me. And, uh, oh my God, it was You hilarious. said it a few times. I think we were at a show or something, and there was this big-ass chick. You looked over, and you looked at me, and you were like, Buffalo. <laughs> and Jay was there. I was like, what the fuck? That's so, so um, funny. Three bands, right? Oh, man. There's too many bands. Three is too little. I, I'm gonna, Three's total, but I got to give you three. Eh? I'm going to go piss right over by your back window. <clears throat> so uh, I'm going to piss on my tire? If you want me to, I mean. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Uh, the mic is yours. The mic is mine? Yeah. Shit, what am I going to fucking say? <laughs> they fucking left me in the car. I'm by myself. Three bands is fucking rough. I'm trying to think. Shit. I don't know, man. I fucking... The killer's gone. Don't fucking like that band, for sure. Can't wait till Mike gets in there, I gotta tell him. The Killers. Um, a lot of these fucking stupid bands out now. All these fucking indie rock bullshit that I fucking can't stand. Probably don't even know half the fucking names of them. This fucking kid, what's he doing? Let me see. Let's open the window. Let's break fucking Mike's balls. Yo, Mikey. The whole fucking block could see you fucking taking a piss. What the fuck you doing? I got you in the podcast. I said I'm gonna break his balls. <laughs> you didn't even shake, you fuck. So I, uh. No, there's a guy in a dirt bike in a fucking shopping center. What is he doing? He's fucking being a dirt bag on a dirt bike. Dirt bag on a dirt bike. Alright, hold on. I always wanted to buy a dirt Can bike. Can I just pull this or? Pull your mother. <laughs> pull your mother. Yo, fuck it. Alright, hold on one second. I gotta. Hey, what's up? This is Mike. Interrupting the show right here to stop it. We went really long. Did about three hours. So I'm going to cut this into uh, two shows. Two 40-minute shows. I don't want to go too long. I like to keep the shows at around 40 minutes. Somewhere between 30 and 50 minutes. So about 40 minutes. So check us out next week. Part 2 with Yvonne. He'll let us know what three bands he want banished off the face of the earth. Alright, later. My email is MikeRussoNY at gmail.com. Again, subscribe, rate, review. Later.